difficult, difficult, United States of America. That's for sure. No, <laughs> just, just we closed. We turned out. We turned around for one minute. We looked back, and y'all have set the whole place on fire. What's going yeah. on over here? What's no, happening? Just kidding. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's uh, you know, mm. it's all it's all of our faults. I'm Katie. <laughs> I'm Marie, and this is the Difficult Women Podcast, where we podcast whenever we feel like there's something to get difficult about. We don't do it every Tuesdays anymore because we're not rageful every Tuesday. Just occasionally now. Yeah, we're trying to control our rage a little bit more because it's not good for our our insides. That's right. Just like melting my insides. (laughs) All the rage. I have to stay off the internet a little bit more lately. (laughs) Yep, there's a lot lot of rage. I feel my chest a little tight today, but that's that's why we're here. That's why we're potting. Yeah. Have you been? What's going on? Let's let's fill in our listeners. They're probably like, oh, they're back. What's been going on? Oh, I mean, I've been good. I've been good. My big, big news is I'm doing today. I'm leaving for Buffalo. Nine hours to Buffalo, by the way, you guys from New York City. What the fuck is that about? Why? Why is it so far? I could go to Europe and back in in that time. Uh, that's OK, though. I'm excited to go to Buffalo because in Buffalo, um, I'm going to go on a uh, a big bike trip. So we're doing like 40 miles to to uh, that water. What is it called? The Niagara. Niagara Falls. The water. <laughs> Uh, the water by the by the by the. You know, oh and then I'm gonna gosh. I'm gonna escape to Canada and I'm gonna stay. That's the plan. <laughs> no, and then we're gonna camp overnight and then we do a 40 mile ride back. And I just got a new bike uh, for for this trip, but for a future trip because I've been thinking about doing bike stuff uh, for a really. I've been thinking about doing bike stuff like this since I was a kid actually because oh, I read wow. this book called I Am the Cheese, which was oh. a book by Robert Cormier who did uh, YA novels that were very adult, like very very adult content in these YA novels, and I loved him. <laughs> I loved oh. those books. And, and he in would that ride. Book, um, mm-hmm. In that book, there was a kid who was like riding to go see his dad, oh. his like long lost dad or something. I got to mm-hmm. read the book again, but he. Uh, yeah, he rode like the length of the United States. And I was always like, I want to do that. So I'm wow. starting with Buffalo. <laughs> That's what I'm going to start. <laughs> and I have and to bring two- my bike on the train to get up there. And I'm so anxious about this, like getting my bike to the train station and then like onto a train. I Where feel do you like put your bike stressful. on the train? They You're have just bike gonna be racks. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to put it right so next to the seat sorry. next to me. It's going to go right over the my neighbor. <laughs> so That's what my plan is. No, it's fine. There's like a, you have to like rent, not rent, but you have to like, reserve a bike rack so i got the reservation oh, cool. i'm like ready to fight people if they don't want me to do it but um but you have to take like your front wheel off so i had to practice doing that and then i couldn't get it back on and i was like <laughs> oh god so it's like i'm not i'm not i don't know and then with my friend when we're um with the camping and stuff i was like do we know how to camp and she's like i don't know and i was like oh do you camp? do we make a how do we make a fire and she's like i'm not really sure i'm like sh- well maybe we won't like we'll just eat like cheerios for dinner and she's like no we're gonna try to make a fire i'm like should we though maybe we shouldn't like do you have a stove or anything uh, she says she has some sort of a stove. I think we should just eat Cheerios and just call it a day. <laughs> so I, don't, I think that we should nuts just not dried not, fruit. You know, yeah, just like some you know cold marshmallows. It's fine. <laughs> now that's the best part about camping is the food. I think. I mean, I agree, but I'm. I don't want to be the reason why like an entire national forest goes up in flames. <laughs> yes, that's true. That <laughs> that's that like is very true. That's just my my personal opinion, but. 
and you have a tent and all that you're There's just gonna a tent i have a i made him i went camping recently and i made the mistake uh i bought my first adult sleeping bag but mm-hmm. i because i'm an idiot trying to save three dollars i bought like the the children's size because i'm very small i did that yep and it's very small i was oh. like my first day camping uh, in that other camping or like the second day it was cold and i had to heave it like totally like zipped up and i got so claustrophobic i thought i was gonna have a nervous breakdown one night i was like ah! like i just felt like i was trapped in this thing and i had to like mentally talk myself down and be like no no you're not trapped you're just in a sleeping bag that's a little too tight like you're gonna be fine but man that was stressful uh, so oh. i should have gotten so the moral story is i just spent three more dollars and just gotten a regular size sleeping bag. you deserve an adult size one <laughs> I just, I really regret that I thought I was, you know, I, I overestimated how small I am. I'm small, but not, not a 10 year old boy small. <laughs> yeah, I went randomly. It was like a last minute camping situation where I like quickly went to Walmart and got a kid's one and it literally came up under my tits. It was just like mine Ugh. comes all the way. Like I can get it over my head. It's That's just wild. so narrow. Like oh. I just feel like very like I'm in the Matrix in that thing, you know, when, oh, when yeah. in the actual the other side of the Matrix in the pod or whatever. I don't like it. It makes me feel like I'm going to like if the aliens come down, then I'll never get out of the I'll never get out of the sleeping bag. They'll just take me up in one little bundle oh, and then start God. probing. Wow. Anyway, how have you been? What have you been up to? That's my story. <laughs> <laughs> well, my big news, which I'm like over the moon about, is I booked a national worldwide commercial. Yeah. First first one, uh, I've been auditioning. It's funny. Everyone's like, oh, my God, it's so amazing. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm, and it, yes, incredibly. I'm so grateful I, I booked. But I've been auditioning for national commercials for 20 years. I was thinking about <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> this is my first <laughs> national commercial in 20 years. It's hard. And I mean, that just goes to show. It's hard to you be an just actor. got to keep fucking yeah, doing keep it. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. 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 But I'm under NDA, so I can't say what it's for. But it's a big fucking deal. And is it anal oh. beads? No, just kidding. <laughs> Everyone was texting me like, "Congratulations on your yeast infection commercial," and I was like, <laughs> "I mean, why? I mean, yeah, yeah, Maybe. that would feel right. Maybe. I would, I would totally do that. It's not yeast infection. It's it's uh, something something bigger than that. Uh, <laughs> but we shot it last week, and it was so fun. And uh, oh, fun! Yeah, it's so it, fun being on set with those things. Oh my god, it really is. It makes you it go like, was, oh yeah, this is what I want to be doing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It was like the best day of my life. Like they yeah. were like Miss Anderson, right this way to the makeup, and like doing makeup, and they did our nails, and like Ooh. the funny thing though is that. Um, that Tuesday so we shot last Thursday we had a big fitting on that Tuesday and I got to try on like Prada and Gucci and like all these amazing costumes four incredible costumes the night before the shoot I get a a text can you break that jumper that you auditioned in oh that's so funny and that's what I ended up wearing on set was what I auditioned in and then I made a joke that did I just book this job because of that jumper (laughs) Everyone I mean, was making maybe such a fuss about it. Whatever. I know. That's, I know. Who cares? If that's what it is. Jeremy was like, the, if commercial's going to air and it's just going to be the jumper, like my full face will be like photoshopped out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just the jumper is acting. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But anyway, it's it was so exciting. And my agent here, this is my first booking with the agent. So it's a it's a good, good thing. Just going to keep keep doing it. So. Yeah. No, that's but, good juju. You just got to keep the momentum going. Yes. Though. Yes. So that was really exciting. So stay so tuned. Fun. Yes. Hopefully it'll be on your TV. 
Yes, it will. Um, anyway, okay. Besides these amazing things that we're doing uh, today, we're just trying to mm, make sense of what's happening right now. You know, on a different level, because like we, uh, you know, we we there's a there's stuff about this abortion. We're talking about abortion stuff today. We're we're always weird and cryptic about this shit. Let's just tell you what we're talking about. We're talking about abortion stuff again, but because there's another angle that we don't always fully understand and look at, and that's the legal angle. And the thing the thing about it is, we can try to sit here and hash this shit out, but I don't know anything about technical legal jargon and shit. I don't know what's going on. No, not at all. I like to pretend like I know, but I don't. So we are so excited to welcome Mackenzie Joy Brennan. She is a podcaster and a constitutional lawyer she's gonna help us out because we don't know what we're talking about and she's gonna clarify all the all the facts from fictions and the all the garbage i say i'm sure she can help me with (laughs) welcome thank you for coming mckenzie yes make sense of all this madness for us hi ladies um i'm so glad to be here except for the circumstance um (laughs) and I appreciate the credit that I will help you make sense of it we'll see if I actually can do that because who can really right right right. (laughs) who the fuck knows right (laughs) well we really appreciate that you reached out to us in the first place because you are an expert we believe and a constitutional lawyer you've been practicing and um do you want to just give our audience just a little background of who you are and what you've done and yeah, um, I'll say most of the boring stuff, but yeah, so I, I am a constitutional lawyer. I have a background working in more government spheres in New York. So I worked for you know the court system there and for a couple judges. I'm also licensed to practice in Arizona, which has been especially interesting and hopefully will get more interesting and, and like I'll be able to get more involved in what's going on in Arizona. There's a real difference between the two states. So that's been been crazy to watch. And yeah, certainly re reaching out i think so many of us are looking for ways to feel like we're being productive or that we're making some difference so this is me grappling at sanity and trying to apply myself (laughs) like all (laughs) of us it's very helpful because like the kind of stuff that you know about this topic is very different i think from what your average lay person american knows and um you know we were talking earlier behind the scenes <laughs> about um <laughs> about how like what we get uh i don't want to say get fed because it's like th- what what is demonstrated to us is usually like things we have a lot of conversations about the biology stuff where it's like when is the heartbeat really a heartbeat when is the baby a baby when is it and all of that is like very important conversation but that seems to be like so much more of what we like sure. know and what we think about and we talk about but the law the law stuff <laughs> for lack of, I don't know what you call it, the law shit yeah um, fuck yeah it's it's nice to know a little bit more about what's actually going on because I realize like I don't really know so Mackenzie what is going on <laughs> what, what okay yeah I, I realized also I should say up top that I have had an abortion a surgical abortion which is something that like you know, I know not everybody is comfortable talking about their experience. I happen to be super okay with it and did not feel anything but positive stuff about it. So that's worth noting that at least I have also yes. been through it. It's a super easy procedure. It's, uh, you know, 
easier and less risky than getting your wisdom teeth out or getting your appendix mm-hmm. out. Thank so you for saying that. Side mm-hmm. note there. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks. To, and not that everybody wants to say their experience, but thank you for sharing yours. Yeah. Because I'm, it does make people more comfortable sharing their own experience because there's nothing to be ashamed no. yes. of or have mm-hmm. any feelings about. Hopefully it makes it easier yeah. for those who want it to be easier to talk about. Right. So, right. Um, so for starters, I, the big question I think that a lot of us have that are we're not totally sure about is there's debate about whether the Roe v. Wade original upholding of the whatever that is called, <laughs> uh, whether it was even a good thing or a bad thing or whether, you know, we, we've been talking on the pod about how, like, it wasn't even that great of a yeah. of a thing, a lawyer, lawyer thing, a law thing. <laughs> so, I so, mean, I'll try to limit this a little bit. Because I'm just realizing now, like, man, this thing that I spent a lot of years getting to know maybe isn't even going to be super relevant going forward. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe they'll bring back the same standard. But here's a fun fact. It actually was not Roe that provided the current standard before Dobbs. It was Casey, technically. So Planned Parenthood versus Casey was one of the first successful challenges to Roe versus Wade, and it was in 1992. And it changed some of the aspects. Um, It it actually walked Roe back a little bit. So Roe v. Mm -hmm. Wade was better than Casey in that it said that a woman's right to choose is a fundamental right. And if you say that something is a fundamental right under the Constitution, it gets the highest levels of protection. States have to show the highest levels of justification for making laws that infringe on that. So generally a very good thing if you get the court, as they did in Roe, to say that something is a fundamental right. So Casey did walk that back a little bit, changed the standard to um, viability is when states have to start caring more about the life of the child versus Roe used a trimester approach. I mean, in all these cases, we have very old, often male jurists legislating essentially based on medical facts that apply to women. So, I mean, even something like viability, not defined, but so the thing that gets kind of complicated and that you hear referenced a lot is this, is there a basis in the constitution? And so I know in the Dobbs decision, Alito talks a lot about like, well, the word abortion is not in the constitution, which so many words are not in the fucking constitution. Mm. And we know that that doesn't make any difference um, Mm. because there's, there are plenty of rights that, like the right to contract, the right to privacy in other contexts. Um, So what I kind of like about Roe v. Wade and what was, I think, a a good argument is that it based this right to privacy on, let me backtrack a little bit, if we all remember civics or fucking not, I went to school in Arizona, so I didn't get a lot of it. But there was a big debate in the framing of the Constitution about like, Should we enumerate rights? Should we list out everything that we want to be protected? Or should we leave the door open? Because once we start listing, then people are going to assume that if it's not on the list, it's not protected, right? Mm -hmm. So they kind of struck a balance and they're like, we'll use big categories, but we won't list everything because then we'll rule stuff out. Thus, we get this right to privacy thing. So they kind of agreed that not everything was going to be in the Constitution, but they have a lot of things that suggest that the right to privacy should be protected. Um, And a case before Roe that Roe was based on talks about all these rights, like, um, you know, the you don't have to quarter soldiers in your home idea. That was Mm. one of them. Protections against search and seizure. That's another one. 
freedom to associate with who you want. All these kind of come together and cast shadows that cover the idea of a right to privacy. Mm. Are you are you with me so far? Yes. So okay, cool. Yeah, yes. The b- bottom line is if you list everything out, yes. then people can make an argument. Well, it's not on the list. But if you say, look, these are the Absolutely. general umbrellas, then we can have a little more freedom as the world gets d- changes yes. and modernizes. And, and stuff. the framers even uh, there's plenty of evidence and direct statements that they intended that they didn't want to list everything out because that was right. bad. But they list out these general concepts. So what Roe did was looked at all these they call them like penumbras. So like the shadows and the umbrellas of the other rights. Mm-hmm. And then they went to the due process protection that says you can't deprive them, the people of life, liberty or property without due process of law. They look at liberty, which is an undefined term. And they say, all right, so what does liberty, the liberty interest mean? Well, if it doesn't mean privacy, it means fucking nothing. Because, mm. you know, we're already talking about like no incarceration. So liberty has got to mean something like fundamental and personal. It has to mean things like privacy, bodily integrity, um, you know, safety to make choices about your own self, stuff like that. That due process right to liberty is what Roe used as its constitutional basis for Mm. protection. So that's my long answer (laughs) for was it good or bad? I think it's a great argument for what in the constitution supports this because what does that right to liberty mean if not you can decide what is in your poll like uh, you know (laughs) right 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 and then like i guess the fear has been that like well the issue is that there's not this like explicit thing that says women's rights are you know what i mean that there's a woman's right to choose uh what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, so um, I thought that that was a great point. When Julie was on your show, um, she mentioned RBG kind of having some issues with how Roe was decided because it it maybe cut the line through the political process where, you know, it polarized states. It definitely mobilized the Republicans and whatnot. And ultimately, we never got to the place that there was anything but a Supreme Court ruling, which should be more protection than it ended up being like you're not supposed to be able to just you know overturn standards willy-nilly but it is like an apolitical body that's not elected that is protecting this so it would be better if there were some political implement and legislation that said on a federal level like basically the same thing that rowan casey said but codifying it into federal law got it okay so it wasn't what they said it was just that it wasn't codified Yeah. And I mean, some people make the argument that like maybe there's a better constitutional basis. Maybe you go equal protection and say like, well, men have this freedom. I think that that's more difficult to make the argument than the whole liberty interest thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, the court has gotten so into this original intent thing, which is actually a relatively new school of thought. It's like about as young as I am, which is kind of funny. And Um, the original idea is the original intent of the Constitution. That's what they allege. You know, they're like, yeah, this is what the framers meant, which there's plenty of evidence that they didn't intend that. But it's what people like Scalia was like Mm -hmm. the real forefront of that movement. It's the way for them to be regressive and Mm -hmm. say like, well, nobody liked women or blacks back then. So the states should be allowed to hate them now. Right, 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 right. Yeah, (laughs) that's great. Love it. Yes. What a great great stance to have. Thick argument. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I just don't think it? it's super ironic that original intent is actually like a very young school of judicial thought. Um, mm-hmm. Which but is like it's a lot of those things. Now. Yeah, it feels very note. divine intervention type of it's, language. It's what they're trying to call it, right? right. It's like um, how governments of corrupt countries are like people's democratic republic of whatever. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm right. buying it now. Right. Right. But Well, it's like how Mormonism is like, they make it look like, wow, everyone's so like old-fashioned-y. It's like, yeah, this started yes. like 10 days ago. Yes, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> Somebody's made this up, was like, this is what we wear and how we, you know, so it, that it's, it's like all a, advertising. It's tricky. It's, yeah, advertising. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> So does that answer your questions up until this? Yes, point? it's very helpful. Okay. I think just to clarify, Great. and it, and like like most things, uh, we you know the internet tries to simplify everything, and it's things it tend does. to be much more uh, black and or gray, not black and white. Yes, gray. exactly. Um, um, and I wish it were easy. If it were easy, I feel like we would have hacked this a long time ago. Uh, but, for sure, mm, for sure. Alas. <laughs> so then, what's up? With like, what other law things do we need to know about this? Like, I'm just so I don't know. I really don't know about, it. and I like to talk like I know what I'm talking about. I don't know what. I'm oh my gosh! About. It's, I think the fact that you guys are so um, really self-deprecating. Nobody fucking knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it shows that you do not have to be self-deprecating because it's the people <laughs> who act like they know what's going on that like I don't trust them. Yeah, um, I agree. <laughs> so the next thing that I think is relevant to talk about, just for like a hot second, is the other dominoes that can fall. Now that oh this is you know because sure. that that's important. I think that's that's kind of a good bridge between um, what the old standard was and then like looking at the current constitution and federal law and like what we can do next. Is that yes yes for you guys? yes yes? I think that's another thing. Maybe that's, some, that we've been hearing. Oh, sorry, Marie. Oh no, I was just gonna say maybe some hope at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> And or also okay. more horrifying things to come. Oh, but okay. what we need to know about what's coming because that's another thing. It's like you hear that's like true. yeah, the dominoes. You're like, what? Huh? Which ones? Which ones are yeah. going to So you hear us. a lot about um, like gay marriage being on the chopping block, mm-hmm. and um, I am sorry to tell you that that is absolutely in the chain of the, oh, because basically we're looking at other cases that use this same reasoning, right? That mm-hmm. use this like liberty, interest, right to privacy, that there's this fundamental freedom to make choices about your bodily integrity and stuff like that. Um, Marriage is one that uses a very similar justification. So Obergefell, Mm -hmm. which was the gay marriage case, um, especially given like the weird religious agenda that seems to be driving the way that this court makes decisions. I'm I'm very worried about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the fact that the case that Roe was based on was about access to contraception. And that used the same reasoning. Those are the next two that I'm really fucking scared about. Um, and that's so because of what you're saying. So I didn't really as, <laughs> oh, fully man. realize this, which I think is what's this is what's great to ha- about having. Yeah. It, is that because so if they if they use marriage under the same, you know, f- f- ideology, whatever, why yeah. it's like should be protected. It's um, that's why people are talking about also um, interracial marriage. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. Especially because yes. Clarence Thomas happens to be in an interracial marriage, but is very comfortable repealing right, right to some, liberty yeah. type cases when it's gay marriage or when it's women's bodies. So that's especially right. But but also messy. like knowing the way they these all these people like to think that mm-hmm. they might say, oh, yeah, we won't touch interracial marriage. And then what? Uh, I mean, they said they weren't going to touch Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> like, that's kind of insane to me, too, that, like... The only thing I, I think on interracial marriage is that one of the conservative justices is in an interracial marriage, so he's probably not 
But then they'll vote it. They'll be they'll outnumber him. I don't know. And maybe it'll come later. I don't know. I mean, I maybe think, not. But I'm just saying. I it's mean, possible. Maybe. That's the point. <laughs> maybe. It also, at the very least, it shows how incoherent the court is willing to be. Right. In terms of its own decisions, just right. to, like, take out these weird political points. Because totally. it's like, if they take down gay marriage, at the very least, how does that square with keeping any other type of marriage protection? Right. Which, like, again... Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. clarify, if people forgot like that Supreme Court is supposed to be apolitical, right? They're supposed yeah. to be. A, they're they're not supposed to have political feelings about things. I mean, the person they're supposed maybe, to not... decide first on the Constitution. Yes, mm-hmm. right, right. I'm not saying. Yeah, that, but yeah. I mean, it's gotten messier, right? Because one of the big things that I wish, I kind of wish Democrats would talk about more, and mm-hmm. maybe greater minds than mine have reasons why this shouldn't be looked at. But I feel like at least three Supreme Court justices at the moment are there under dubious circumstances. Right. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, just, what, will you just tell us real quick who and, and what they are, just so if people don't know? Yeah, let's make our Still hit list. No, wait. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, no, no. Um, but yeah, no, maybe this is a good bridge into like the federal variables that yeah. could come next. Um, Again, I have not heard this is like a strategy. So this is literally just my own mind going there. Sure. Um, maybe people don't want to touch the court because it is like the supreme apolitical whatever. But you got um, Gorsuch, who was that seat was mm-hmm. definitely Obama's to fill. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was basically the whole uh, Mitch McConnell thing being like, no, we're not going right. to not going to vote on it. Because there's no time. There's simply no time. Mm-hmm. And there were like nine months left or some shit. Yeah. Uh, and Merrick Garland, who's now attorney general, was yeah. the nominee. He deserved at least a hearing and a vote, but didn't even give him that. So Gorsuch is arguably a stolen, falsely appointed justice, mm-hmm. um, which is no, it, I mean, of the new justices, no indictment on Gorsuch himself, but the circumstances mm-hmm. that. Shady. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kavanaugh is mm-hmm. a credibly accused, like, sex crime committer, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. almost certainly perjured himself at the very least in a federal hearing because he was caught lying about mm-hmm. details that had oh. to do with that. So if people aren't into the whole, like, you know, maybe you can sell the perjury thing to men who are like, well, it's who said, she said, but he did lie mm-hmm. under oath. And also, this is a job interview, and he's crying about how much he loves beer. To yeah. me, I wouldn't hire that person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just me. But uh, so there's one. And then, I, I mean, if they made the whole argument about not having enough time when Merrick Garland was appointed, RBG died within weeks of the election, and Amy Coney Barrett was rushed through. So if we're using the same reasoning, then that is not a correct appointment. Um, right, right. Also, and then the last, yeah. Go ahead. No, you're gonna say. It. Oh, and then the last thing that actually might come to relevance, like in the near future, is that Clarence Thomas's wife is a pretty aggressive conservative activist mm. who the January sixth insurrection committee is considering subpoenaing. Yeah, which they should because um, she's really yeah been active with that. <laughs> yeah, and she apparently there was something about her talking about document suppression or like decisions that were coming before the court. So it's very possible that there will be evidence of Clarence Thomas abusing his role. Yeah. Um, 
So in those a, are the yeah. core issues. In addition to that, Clarence Thomas also was very also credibly sexual. accused for yeah. of mm. sexual oh, misconduct. Oh, yeah, side note. <laughs> yeah, side note. He shouldn't have been there the whole time. But fine. Yeah, it's been like 30 years since he was credibly accused of um, certainly sex offenses. Yeah. And some cool. of the weirdest ones I've ever, like, his quote was something like, who has put this pubic hair on my Coke? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Get, get, that, get that nerd out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, so those are my my questions about the sitting justices uh, on our kangaroo court. Is there any hope to be able to add to stack the courts or what what did they say? What are the Republicans so afraid of? What's their wording? Like court packing. Yeah, court Um, packing. Hey, FDR did it to great success, if you Mm -hmm. ask me. Oh, God, I just sounded like Borat. Um, That's pretty incredible. All right. Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think it kind of brings us to like, what are some federal options? Um, A lot of it, and like Katie was saying, there's so much more to these questions than can be answered in like a tweet Mm. type format. There's all this stuff about like the interplay of the commerce clause and the privileges and immunities clause. So there's a lot of of long story to this, but yeah, um, one thing that could be done a is codifying, so passing a federal law, um, which would require both houses of Congress, which we should do sooner rather than later because the midterms are coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, but some sort of codification of the standard in Roe and Casey. Mm-hmm. So just doing the same thing, but putting it in a statute versus a court ruling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the court packing thing is something that is being held up by mm-hmm. my home state own democratic senator um kirsten cinema who really broke my heart because i didn't see this coming when Mm. i voted for her Mm. uh but you would have to first you have to repeal the filibuster because that is something that for the courts requires more votes than they would have it's like more than a simple majority right Mm -hmm. so that's that's what they need. They need to repeal the filibuster first, and then they would have to add seats to the court, um, which is another good option, especially given that we're like worst case scenario right now. Mm-hmm. Why was this is not on topic, but why was Kristen Sinema? What do you think she's lost her mind? What's going on there? Because you you probably followed more <laughs> what like what her. Yeah, yeah, what the fuck, Kristen? <laughs> um, I think the simple it's like a fucking Occam's razor thing. The simplest explanation is probably that she's getting corporate money now. And there is a decent amount of evidence of that. In fact, even with the infrastructure, um, whatever that last bill title was, um, she was recorded asking, like calling a corporate pharmaceutical donor and being like, is this written in a way that's bad? Oh, Mm. no. What a bummer. Okay, that's all. Yeah, I just was curious. Mm. I was like, she's been possessed by the devil. But no, it's not. that. She was like a bisexual Democrat from Arizona. I was like, this is great. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, she's lost her way. Yeah. But Uh, also, like, do we primary her if. Like we need somebody who would win, who's a Democrat, if we want to. It's, it's all very complicated. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. But anyway, back to yeah. abortion. Uh, <laughs> more, is that more sick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, what are some other things that can be done in you know legally? So the last thing that there's like this interplay between the executive branch and the legislative branch, and. A lot of this comes down to what the Constitution delegates to different branches in terms of power. So 
Um, this is why I always feel a little bit bad when Biden gets a lot of hate because yes, in general, the Democrats need to strategize better and there needs to be like playing offense rather than defense kind of thing. But the president actually doesn't have a ton of powers to do things unilaterally, so by themselves. Um, but what Biden can do, I think he's made a, a great step so far. Obviously, there's the appointing of Supreme Court justices. So if that's not an impetus to vote, fuck. Yeah. And I think you guys were both saying that before we started recording that that's a great reminder. Yeah. And just as a, like, I remember having like moments with um, men specifically mm. <laughs> <laughs> who like really didn't like Joe or didn't like Hillary Clinton as an option. Yep. And I was like and they were like they were either going to throw their mm. vote away or just not vote. And I was like, it's about the Supreme Court. It's about yeah. the Supreme mm. Court. And they, mm -hmm. they I think people just like really mm. didn't know what that meant. I right. think yeah. I think if like I think honestly, even the guys I was talking to, if I really was able to show them like this is what this means. Yeah, they could. That's optimistic, honestly, of you. And I <laughs> yeah, I, I, I <laughs> hope, they just don't care. <laughs> I hope you're right. I do feel like there's there's some messaging issues on the left where perfect kind of becomes the enemy of the good. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, she's not perfect or like right. they're not doing everything I want. So right. fuck everyone. And that's yep. that's how we lose. Um, yeah. Right. But yeah. So Biden did pass an executive order recently, which coordinates with Attorney General Merrick Garland, who mm -hmm. appears again in our story. Um, <laughs> and I feel like for the powers that the president has, pretty decent. Um, it does, let's see here. I did my research reading all these fucking abbreviations. Um, so HHS, so uh, Health and Human Services, I think that is. It's a federal agency. They're supposed to take action and then report back to Biden. So they protect emergency medical care, access to contraception, continued availability of medication abortion, further protections for protecting patient information. So like mm. strengthening HIPAA, um, fraud protections that can help clinics protect patient information, et cetera. Working on public education, convening volunteer lawyers. Um, and they launched this site called reproductiverights.gov, which has complaint filing for any abortion or reproductive justice related um, discrimination. So that's good. Um, and the attorney general is going to start working on federal law and protecting things like if you want to cross state lines mm. and get an abortion, mm. those are things that are going to be challenged yeah. under federal versus state powers. Yeah, and so those are things that he's going to have to be very, very handmaid's tale. Yeah, That's right. Handmaid's tale. That's my biggest fear being in yes. Tennessee. And I know that mm -hmm. you feel the same way in Arizona. Yeah. Um. We go into effect full abortion ban August 25th. But what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm trying to, you know, obviously I'm in Tennessee, yeah. so I'm trying to really understand this. But so they passed, it's called, I didn't know this is what it's called, but it's Tennessee's Human Life Protection Act. Beautiful. All right. Thank you so much. Wow. You fucking horrible they really human are Wait, beings. tell us what this is, because I have no idea what so, this is. It's it's what goes into effect August 25th is that they persecute uh, physicians. Yeah. Mm. They criminalize the any any doctors that will help a person with an abortion. It is a class C felony. And that's so scary mm. because, I mean, I know both of, you know, I know many of your listeners know till 
all of us are blue in the face. We've said it, but that things like uh, anything that threatens a woman's health, pregnancies mm-hmm. that aren't viable anyways, miscarriage, things like that are going to be all messed up in this because especially when laws don't draw a line because they can't, cause they don't understand medicine of what is allowed and what's not. Uh, all of a sudden doctors don't want to do their jobs because right. their ass is on the line. Uh, yeah. So I, <laughs> I don't have any great answer for that in terms of what you do because yeah, that's what will happen is right. people will probably die. Physicians will, err on the side of, of not protecting that type of thing. Um, what I think the best option is in terms of what we should be looking for next steps is a federal law that codifies the standard so that there's some mm-hmm. protection. And I think you were kind of referencing this, both of you, when you talked about like, was the Roe standard okay? Because it technically didn't mention women. Um, or people with uteruses, people who can get Mm. abortions. Mm -hmm. Um, So that would be the first step is like getting some law that protects that. And then what's going to come up with Merrick Garland and with like, does the federal government have power or do state governments have power? Are all these issues about like the constitution has something called the commerce clause, which delegates to the federal government power to regulate anything that has to do with interstate commerce. And so interstate commerce is arguably crossing state lines to procure procedures and medical care. So that's something that arguably the federal government has power to control rather than states prohibiting it. And so there will probably Mm. be some sort of clash, which again, you're a little stuck because where would that clash of powers end up? Likely the Supreme Court. But that is a step. And then there's some other protections too, like that liberty interest and due process, equal protection clause. Um, There's something called the privileges and immunities clause, which is like the government of one state can't deny uh, rights of citizens of the U.S. to one another. So you could see that kind of coming up if you can't go into one state and get something because your home state's going to, you kind of see generally the direction that these fights will take. Handmaid's Tale. My <laughs> Handmaid's Tale, yeah. <laughs> oh, we all man. should self-immolate, light ourselves on fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In protest. <laughs> um, yes. Or move to Canada. Um, I, yeah, wow. So what do we do? I mean, what, yeah, is it how much we, we just sit around, we, we, we vote. vote. We vote. vote. Yeah. And I think, and also, like, give your time and money. If you can't give money, mm-hmm. give your time and labor. And if you mm-hmm. can't give money, give your time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think about, like, what happens when each state ends up with these, like, extremely different laws? Like, when New York is like, it's fine. Everybody everybody get an abortion. Right. And then Tennessee is like, oh, everyone's going to jail for even thinking about it. Did you like, know what? The first thing that came to my mind was, like, this is like the Fugitive Slave Act. Um, oh. Where before the Civil oh. right? Before right, the Civil right. War, they had all these conflicts about, like, well, the southern states want the northern states to cooperate and catch their property right. and, and return it. Back. And yeah. the northern states were like, fuck you, we're a sanctuary. Those are humans, yeah. Yeah. And that honestly... Uh, handmaid's Tale. I know, right? <laughs> we saw um, how that one ended. There was a war. Yeah. Um, I, 
I mean, that, like, this is literally just me theorizing in my room um, when I can't sleep. No, but, but I think, <laughs> no, no, but I mean, and it really keeps you up forever. Um, right. But no, I mean, I think that that's, that this is like the thing that like, I don't know. I don't know. States rights it's, becomes the the cloak that a lot of shitty causes wear, you know? Yeah. Because a lot and of And it's interesting because it's like state rights are important in yeah. a giant country like we live in yeah. so that we're not steamrolling some of those, like a, like a South Dakota, right? Where like, mm-hmm. we talked about this on a previous episode where it's like, you know, if, if the, if there's, if there's no state rights and there's this like, tell me if I'm wrong about this, by the way, but if there's no state rights and then the like federal people are just like, okay, the law is, you know, um, everybody, the, the, the speed limit is going to be 30 miles an hour because in New York city, if you drive really mm-hmm. fast, you're going to kill a lot of people in South Dakota. There's nobody around. Sure. So if everybody has to drive 30 miles an hour mm. out there, they're going to be like, what the fuck? You know? So it's like, there's different oh, needs yeah. for different States. And it is important that like people are represented and that they you're have totally blah, right. Blah, blah. And I think, I mean, what I feel is that those types of issues are already delegated to the states that like things like internal police power and local laws in the current structure without airing this far to like interesting yeah it, they're and already this feels like an overreach yes absolutely and so um i think you had mentioned both of you in the last two episodes so the one with julie and then the one after dobbs actually came to fruition uh like feeling very disillusioned about the political process and Mm -hmm. also feeling like the federal government shouldn't be as concerned in. And I, so I agree. Um, And certainly conservatives in my head have it bass backwards because they want the government out of everything except our genitals and bedrooms right right <laughs> so insane <laughs> but the the justification that i do like to use especially in terms of things like states rights versus federal is think of like the americans with disabilities act like we've tried no regulation from the federal government mm-hmm. and usually left to their own devices people are not necessarily going to protect each other mm-hmm. and the most vulnerable in the mm-hmm. same way that federal law can so my suggestion is always like get involved in making those choices of your federal legislators and your local ones um, stay active in those communities so that you have an influence on those rather than just getting rid of them entirely and you know to each their own but that's that's my suggestion is like get more involved you know stay abreast of local state national elections um yeah yell give money yeah give time it's kind of crazy, too, that like that we I don't know. I mean, that's a different conversation, too. But just that like we it, we should all be required to vote because I and, agree and, and be required to be active, you know, know, in like what's going on. And like, you know, I don't know. And people just don't have the same dedication to that here that they do in other countries. And mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is what but happens. We've, <laughs> we've been so like, quote unquote, lucky or a lot of us yes. have mm-hmm. the majority of the white people have at least that like um we just don't haven't have felt like the urge yeah we don't have to i mean that's why like there you don't have a lot of like you know um what is that called like uh like organizers like like local like community organizers yeah. in like white people because like we haven't had to right? yeah and i think we kind of discourage each other from doing it. like in a weird way mm. twitter maybe becomes the vessel and i shouldn't blame it as much but i see so many people on 
Twitter, like blasting lesser evilism and talking about like, oh, the Democrats are trying to fundraise off of this. Fuck you. I get the frustration. I hate fundraising emails, but I don't get this pissed off when like NPR sends me. Right. Right. But like for some reason we eat our own. I don't Mm -hmm. get it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely I'm on I I, I don't get it either. But. <laughs> yeah. And I get and I agree. I, the fundraising thing is so annoying, but it is part of what makes it, people yeah. win right now. This yeah, is how it's, it's not been like happening. shitty, especially if you don't malicious. go out and vote, then like they really need the money. Yes. So, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, there is a way to do it without it. But we just had primaries <laughs> here in Tennessee and there mm-hmm. was the county over for, I don't know exactly what the count was in my county but the one over that there's they've been in the news because of the school board like people pushing and fighting and all that sort of shit they had 20% turnout <sighs> and I feel 20. like that's probably good too it's like oh yeah they're 20%. like yeah, oh, yeah. yeah it was 12 last yeah uh, it's, right? but it's so yeah and I mean I was out for drinks with a friend of mine and she had no idea that there was an election that day it's, yeah, it's people who you're not that different from. No. And yet, yeah, we're not good about the messaging on that one. Um, yeah, so that like, maybe that's the, the biggest takeaway is like everybody yeah. work on that if they can. Yeah, talk yeah. to your friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? And also like I make this joke now, but like because I keep hearing girls being like, let's list a straw to their asses and like withhold sex. And I'm like, that hurts me because I love sex. No, that's I'm not dumb. gonna. Also, no. people I'm will not, get raped. They will absolutely. Like, people, yeah. And people also, don't like, get the choice every time. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. But I will be checking a person's voter registration card before they enter my pussy from now on because I, <laughs> yeah. I, had, Perfect. I had a little mishap <laughs> a couple months ago. <laughs> I didn't know oh, I didn't I have, vote. <laughs> I've slept with boys who have procured abortions for other people who I've heard nothing from. Oh, yeah. Oh, I am in the same boat. I that's the the thing that's made me the most upset yep. is some of these people that like they'll use it as a thing when it serves them. But yep. then now when it's time to really speak up and have like a real voice about this and say, hey, I've, I have benefited from this. Yeah. Uh, they, they have gone radio silent and they are happy Absolutely. to shout about other things, but God yep. forbid. And it's like you, that abortion saved your life too. Yep. You know, but they feel like they were too. doing a good thing. Probably like I find a lot of men in those circumstances are like, well, I'm being a good guy by actually helping pay or go with as if it's not their ass on the line as well, because physically they're not affected in the same way. You have a mm-hmm. goddamn baby if uh, it comes out. Right. What are you going to do with that? Like, e- and even if you just are like, bye bye, see you later. Like you've just like fully affected a life in a way that's, that is much yeah. more point, like deep and poignant than like, you know, worrying about, Oh, heartbeat. was it? Oh, you're going to kill know, this baby. Right? It's like, no, you're going to like ruin a life. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that's where it's like, we have no societal accountability and where mm-hmm. things insane. like misogyny and weird gender rights come into play. Cause it's like, but ultimately like until maybe a child support ruling, mm-hmm. which will not be enforced, like they really aren't affected. Right. No, if they, I mean, don't they don't want wanna... to be. Right. 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 So, I mean, they are in the energetically in the sense that there is like oh, yeah. a baby with DNA flying around. They should this feel world more that they, accountable. They should but, feel better. Yeah. But society is not. We all know society is not going to otherwise hold them accountable. So no, they don't care. Yeah. But no. So men who do speak up, thank you so fucking much. Yes. And please yes, continue and please. to do so. If you're not, we, whether we also or not see you've you. had an abortion, yeah. you know I mean? right? It's right. fine if you just say just are supportive. Great. Yeah. Please mm-hmm. continue. Loud. Mm-hmm. Be loud. Mm-hmm. Mm. So sick. Did we solve it? Did we fix it? I think fix we fixed that. it. I yeah. think, yeah. Well, yeah. I think we all understand all of the lawyer <laughs> stuff now. All law uh, is now clear. Um, well, thank you so much. This was really, really 
helpful in clarifying mm -hmm. even things that I wasn't sure about and um, even I wasn't sure about. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm not oh, man, I'm so glad. Thank you, ladies. And thank you both for what you're doing, too, because you will be the ones who help me translate shit like this in a way that people actually want to listen to, you know, mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. fun and consumable. And yeah, yeah I think that all idea. of you are such a good that you two are. And I was thinking about it when Julie was on that a great lesson in getting engaged in general is like, do what you feel that you can do the best and you want to do and find mm. a way to purpose that towards mm, yeah. making yes. a difference. Like we don't all have to be like lawyers or phone bank volunteer. Like we don't right. all have to give money. Find the thing that you do and make that the way that you give back. Yes. And that's love it. That's speaking of which I'm actually performing at an abortion care Tennessee event where all the proceeds go towards abortion care Tennessee. It's on September 1st here in Nashville, Tennessee. So if y'all are listening and you're in Nashville, come Go on, on out. out and watch it. Yes. Yeah. So, Amazing. That's, great. that's very cool. And uh, where can people find you, Mackenzie? You can find me in all the social stuff um, at MKZ Joy Brennan. Um, and other than that, screaming in either New York or Arizona. <laughs> love it. Just on the street, just yeah. tearing your hair out. Yeah, yeah it's just, like relatable. Join well, come me. on, come on down to Tennessee and scream with scream me. Scream there, yeah. I absolutely it's will. Oh, thank you so much. We are so so grateful for for you and your voice and your brain, especially. Yes, right yes, you. we need your brain. Thank you, thank you, ladies too.